I'm Dr. Kimberly Manning. And this is Dr. Ashley McMullen. And you're listening to the Human Doctor Podcast, where we explore the human side of medicine, along with teaching, living, learning, and all things in between. Using the power of storytelling, conversation, and connectedness. Hey, we're two dope academic internal medicine doctors, but we ain't your doctors. So if you perceive anything we say here as medical advice, no, it ain't that. Also, the things we say, they only reflect our brilliant black woman magic mind and not our employers. You could have been anywhere, y'all, but you chose to be here with us and we appreciate you. Let's Let's go. go. All right. Good evening, sis. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. And by forever, I mean a week. Uh, (laughs) I know. I know. Well, I had a really good trip home. It was a nice and balmy in the high 90s, which, you know, I think is really my natural habitat. So I spent a lot of time outside. Well, I can tell you one thing, whatever is going on with the weather right now, I feel like it's agreeing with Mahalia. Because <laughs> Mahalia got something going on today that is, it's a whole vibe. Yeah. It, yeah talk to me about it. What's going on? What's you know, this? it's nothing, nothing too special. So I, um, I did another mini twist out like two weeks ago, but this mm-hmm. was the true test. I was really curious how it was going to hold up in that like Houston level humidity. Okay. And um, yeah, Mahalia held it down. Like she I okay. kept a lot of definition. I think things got a little frizzy in the front just when, you know, with the little light rain. So yeah, I decided to throw her back in a puff today. Okay. Okay. I see you. I see mm-hmm. you. And um, that was all courtesy of Shining Jam again. You know, I'm still waiting for my endorsement. I'm Check. saying we, I mean, we get nothing from this, but I, I do want you to know, I, I know you know this already because I sent you pictures, uh-huh. but I did go get some shining jam. I did do my son's twists mm-hmm. and I have to say, I put those twists in his hair a whole week ago and little brother Manning is walking around here looking like he just got his hair twisted. Oh my God. And (laughs) I want you to know he is having all of his like sports practices and everything, Mm -hmm. sweating, doing all the things out in the sun in Georgia. But you know, he was like, mom, you did a good job. I was like, it wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) It was the product brother. Uh, Yeah. But technique matters too. So yeah, but we we already discussed my, um, my parting game. It needs help, but I want you to know as the true nerd that I am, mm-hmm. I looked um, on at several YouTube videos on parting, mm. how to put the parts into the hair. If you're going to do box braids or you're going to do twists, uh-huh. I'll be ready. I'm about to make a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am so proud of you. You know, I'm proud of me too. I have to say, yeah, I am, I'm sure. proud of me too. Yeah. So, you know, I did that. Excellent. Um, so I have a recommendation. Okay. So I don't know if you've heard of this new book out by one of our sister physicians. It's called On Rotation. Oh, I have heard about this. Uh Uh-huh. On Rotation is by Charlene Obobi. And she's a a friend of ours over Twitter for sure. But her book came out at the end of June. And uh, I had been anticipating reading it. But before I started to read it, something told me, why don't I see if if it's on Audible? Because you know Mm -hmm. your girl is going to listen to an audio book. So Absolutely. that she can fold some laundry, walk a dog <laughs> and do all the things at once. Right. Mm-hmm. So in addition to an excellent storyline and beautiful character development and, and a very entertaining book that I told Dr. Obobi, like, listen, even if I didn't know you, I would be digging this book. Mm. But shout out to Mela Lee 
who is the woman who did the narration of this book, which centers around the experience of a first-generation Ghanaian-American medical student. She just nails it. And I am an absolute narrator snob. I'm just such a snob when it comes to my narrators of my audiobooks. Uh-huh. And she just kills it. It's so good. Oh, I'm so excited. She's oh, a very good writer. She 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 did that. And she's a um comic book or a comic illustrator, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So sis was on Good Morning America, the whole Good Morning America, not the little sidebar one like three hours <laughs> later. No, she was on the main one talking to Robin Roberts, sitting across from her, snatched face beat, had on a yellow dress. She looked gorgeous. Go ahead. Girl. And um she was just her whole self and it was really, I mean, I was so proud of her. I mean, I don't know. I just felt like, like the proudest auntie ever. And I ain't even her auntie, but I just made myself her auntie. I was like, there go my niece. <laughs> <laughs> but, but real talk, all jokes aside, this is an excellent book. And it is also really excellent. Oh, if you like audiobooks, mm-hmm. I strongly recommend, and I say this not again as a black woman who admires this other black woman physician. I say this as a person who writes a lot, who reads a lot, who listens to a lot of audiobooks. It was really, really very good and very well done. Five stars. All right. That that is a credible source, you guys. So it sounds like hey. this is this is it. Because yeah. <laughs> I will cut you off if your narration is bad. I will. I will not finish your book and I will be mad I used the audible credit on it. <laughs> oh, good. Well, man, I have so much to share. Like in my mind, I'm like, well, I got to just like pick one or two things. Okay. Um, okay. I'm listening. I'm all ears. As far as books, one of the things that I do when I travel, which is a habit of mine that I'm trying to break is I bring too many books, anticipating that I'm have all the time in the world. So brought a lot of books, didn't finish any of them, but made some headway. Currently working my way through The Hidden Life of Trees. So yes, I am still stuck on this topic. <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, this morning, so I live uh, close to downtown Oakland around Lake Merritt. And there is this beautiful like community garden by the lake that it just happened to be open today. So I went in inside and it was just so beautiful. All these little community garden plots where people can kind of come in and and garden at their leisure. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of different tree species. They actually had a whole section of palm trees. Really? Yeah. A lot of them were imported. But what I Mm -hmm. learned was that palm trees actually have a lot more similarity to grass and bamboo (laughs) than actual trees. But we also have this perception of palm trees only like along the beaches or like in deserts. Mm -hmm. But actually, most palms tend to grow in like more temperate climates and they can survive in higher elevation points. And it's also why they tend to do okay in homes. So in case you want to get a palm tree, you can do that. Just get a palm tree for my house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Palm tree. I mean, they grow in a lot of different. Are you going to get you a palm tree? Maybe one day. Yeah. And you know what? I will not judge you. So even though I seem really like I'm chill right now, I do seem chill, right? I look <laughs> yeah, like I'm in, I'm, I'm in my son's bedroom. He's at a summer program, so he can't kick me out. <laughs> I'm not as chill as you think. Why? Because after a one week hiatus and a special episode, you now get blessed with not only Ashley, but with perfect mini twist out. Mm. Mahalia on the mic, getting ready to tell you a story. And she better not edit out this intro. 
God. See, when you put stipulations in the recording, man, that's okay. That's okay. Sis, tell me, what's the what? The what is growth. So I told parts of this story in The Nocturnist uh, in 2020, and which was subsequently featured on the the podcast. But I'm actually kind of excited. You know, we've been talking about Mahalia and Shine and Jam and how these, these twists have really kind of blossomed. And, you know, I'm really proud of all the growth that's happened. But I think it's time for me to share Mahalia's story. Oh, come on. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. So as I've alluded to before, for the better part of my life, I think starting when I was probably in sixth grade, I started chemically straightening my hair. And in the process of, you know, starting to straighten my hair routinely, you know, it became kind of like a bit of a metaphor for my life, primarily in the sense that the intention behind me straightening my hair was a sense of need to fit in, feeling uncertain and insecure about, you know, who I was. And also like the sense that, you know, something was was wrong inherently with my identities and my truth. So my hair naturally is very tight, coiled, horsey hair. You know, it's the type of hair that defies gravity. It naturally turns into an afro, but with a little bit of product, it can be really curly and defined. But as a child, I developed a fraught relationship with my hair. I didn't like it. It didn't look like everybody else's. It didn't fit the archetype of what seemed beautiful and attractive and desirable. And, you know, not that these messages were told to me explicitly, they were implicitly communicated to me. And so I started asking my mom if I could straighten my hair. And so chemically straightening your hair involves usually using a perm, which is a chemical that is very alkaline and it breaks down. I knew this really well at one point, but I believe it breaks down the disulfide bonds in the hair. Mm -hmm. And so once those bonds are broken, they can't be reformed. Basically, anytime new growth would come in through my roots, I would go back to the hairstylist and and get it chemically straightened. And I did this religiously from the time I was about 12 until my third year of residency. Okay. A sidebar. Mm -hmm. That's called a touch up. Just people listening. (laughs) She was real nice about that. That was called an, she gave y'all an explanatory comma, Uh but because, you know, we're normalizing what's normal for us. You just went and got a touch up. Thank you. you start growing out and it's a little, the, the natural growth comes in, you get a touch up. Yeah. So that's okay. what I, that's what I did regularly. Thank you for uh, adding the, the uh, unexplanatory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I also just want to make sure that I, I, I mentioned this at some point that, you know, not every black woman with straight hair is, is straightening her hair out of, you know, a need to, to conform or fit in. That's, that was me personally and how I felt about it. And with my hair being chemically straightened, it actually weakened my hair quite a bit. It becomes fragile and it breaks a lot. And part of that was because I didn't know how to take care of it. So I just, you know, I'd go to the salon, get a touch up, and then I wouldn't wouldn't do much in between. I just kind of wear it down for a while and then throw it up in a ponytail. My last year of residency, because I had an awesome hairstylist and he knew my, my, my schedule. And like, whenever I would come in the morning, the first question he'd be asked is like, are you coming from work? Are you going to work? And if I said I was coming from working a night shift, he knew that we're not going to talk, you know, just sit and relax and I'm going to do your hair. And so I remember looking in the mirror during this last time in 2018, I'd just gotten a touch up and, you know, I'd sat under the dryer and was kind of looking at the state of my hair and was really hoping that... (laughs) had finally started to grow past my shoulders because it always would break before that point. And I was realizing that part of it had grown, but then one side was short and who's going to have to cut it again. And I found myself getting like 
flustered, but then kind of this knowing inside of me was just like, why are you trying to make your hair do something that it wasn't meant to do? Mm. Trying to force it into a shape and a style that actually isn't you. And, you know, this is after a lot of the natural hair movement. Amanda was my roommate at the time. She'd been natural for like seven years. But in my mind, I was just like, my hair won't ever look good natural. You know, that's just not a path that I can take. But for whatever reason, that that last day sitting in the chair, I was kind of over it. And I think it was reflective of some additional growth that was happening within me and kind of just being tired of suppressing like truth and authenticity in so many ways. And this was just one of those. And so I went through what's called a transition period, which is where I stopped chemically straightening my hair, but I didn't cut off the parts that were straightened. I just started wearing box braids. So I wore box braids religiously almost my entire chief year. Mm. Like I would get a set of braids, wear them out for like, you know, six or eight weeks and then take them out and go straight back to get it redone. And again, it was kind of like this limbo period where I was not wanting to straighten my hair, but also scared to have it out and really, again, worried about what my majority white peers would think within the medical establishment. And it became reflective of, again, this internal growth and grappling with fears and anxiety and and, and truth. And part of this was also manifesting in a relationship that I was in that I was recognizing like wasn't right for me. Mm. And the week before I was about to start my new job at the VA, you know, this relationship ended, which I've mentioned before in a very painful way. And um, I called Amanda right after the breakup and I was kind of just torn up. And of course, her first, her first reaction was, when do you need me there? That's what's up. Yeah. So she flew out to San Francisco a couple days later and um, we were taking down my box braids together and she was saying, she's like, maybe it's time for you to just go full natural. And I was still really scared. I was really scared about what people would think. I was scared about my ability to actually maintain my hair because for 20 plus years, I didn't know anything about my own hair, how to do it. I just knew that it was wrong and it needed to be straightened. Mm. And so we together actually started looking at products and, you know, she was showing me like the basics of how to do a twist out I canceled the appointment to put the box braids back in and I made another appointment to do what's called the big chop, which is where you cut off the chemically straightened parts and just wear your curly natural hair. You know, any black woman will, well, not any, but I think most black women who've gone through that transition period and and, and cut their hair really short after wearing it long and straight for a while, recognize that that's a really hard process. You know, it's not just a, a physical change, but it's a very emotional change as well. And I had never worn my natural hair since I was a child. And, you know, what gave me strength was not only recognizing that when it really comes down to the choice between authentic, truthful existence versus comfortable deception, (laughs) you know, truth is oftentimes painful to face up front. Mm. But when you get past it, you grow exponentially and you get to that point where you realize you will never go back. to where you were before. It was kind of like coming out for me Mm. once I finally did it, which was extraordinarily scary Mm. and painful up front. Once I got past that, I was just like, no way I would ever go back (laughs) in the closet. And so that's kind of where I I arrived with my hair. And I often think about Mahalia, particularly at times where I've struggled to find love 
and confidence and acceptance. And, you know, my hair journey is for me, like my personal motivator, Mm. because it reminds me that growth, it takes time. It doesn't all happen at once. So even after I did the big chop, it took me years to get comfortable doing my own hair. I had to get to know Mahalia. Mm -hmm. I had to go through like umpteen number of products before I found the shine and jam. Mm It was just opening up and being gentle with that journey towards love and acceptance and to be able to look in the mirror and like love my hair and know that it is what's growing out of my head and I don't need to change it for anybody. It's a constant rejuvenating reminder to me that, you know, I am just fine the way that I am. I've got everything that I need. I need to remind myself of that. Mm. Mm. So here we are. It's beautiful though. And it, and it's so funny because I've only known you with your hair natural, mm-hmm. but I have, I've watched it grow a lot. You know, I've watched it evolve. I watch you, you know, change up your look a lot. And yeah, I can, I can see a lot of that. You know, I, I think the older we get, um, we start to realize that what's really beautiful about any person, a woman, a man, a non-binary person is the glow from within. When you are satisfied with you and you are loving you, that looks beautiful. You know, today I was getting off of an airplane and this, this one of the flight attendants looks at me and she was like, you are a beautiful woman. Mm. And I looked back at her and I had thought this before, but I was kind of sitting in a seat where it would have been weird for me to say it over the seat, (laughs) but I thought she was really beautiful too. Wow. And she had like espresso colored skin. Um, She had her hair in braids kind of pulled into this crown on top of her head. She had this big, bright smile with a little gap in her teeth. And she was just absolutely stunning, but nothing about her look was Eurocentric, nothing Mm. about it. I could tell that she is probably not somebody that is used to people like looking at her and think, damn, you are really stunning. Because unfortunately, a lot of times you get that, like I get that way more now that I've grown my hair out some. Yeah. Like when my hair was cut close to my head and it was just a little gray pixie, you know, every now and then somebody will look at me and be like, oh, you know, you're, you're cute or whatever. But if my hair is moving in ways that are typical of Eurocentric beauty, mm-hmm. I, I will, I get more compliments, mm. but you cannot let those compliments go to your head. <laughs> and you can't let those lack of compliments go to your heart. Ooh. Right. Yeah. So I looked at her and I said, you know what? I'm so glad you said that to me, because when you handed me that glass of water, I thought, what a beautiful woman. And she looked so she like kind of pulled back. She was like, wow. And I was like, you could tell I mean that, can't Mm you? I said, you are absolutely gorgeous. You're stunning. And she was like, wow, I I, I really appreciate you saying that. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I hope you receive that. You're stunning. Yeah. And some of it was how she looked but she was just radiating, Mm. you know? And I think that part of it is owning what is naturally you. Mm -hmm. But another part of it is owning just you. I mean, and that's real talk. What I love about, you know, the journey with my hair and also kind of what you just said is just how people who love you and see you it really softens the edges of some of those painful parts of growth. And when you find those people, you recognize that those are the people that you need in your life. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I have, a, I have a close friend who is a same gender loving black man. Mm-hmm. And he describes the process of letting people know that he's same gender loving as letting them in. Yeah. I'm um, not coming out. Right. So you, you don't want to let nobody into nothing that, that you don't want them to see until you're comfortable with how it looks. Right. Yeah. I was telling you right before we started that um, before we like did this overhaul to our garage, I used to close my garage door before anybody could ever see into it <laughs> because I didn't want anybody to see into it, but then we got it together. And, and, and at that, and now, you know, I have no problem welcoming people in now Mm -hmm. a garage is a metaphor for myself. And so I can hear your story about your hair. And as a woman who has worn my hair in a lot of different styles, I don't feel any type of way as I hear that I press my hair. I don't chemically relax it, but if I did chemically relax it, that would be fine too, because of how I'm feeling about me. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy to welcome you in into whoever I am because I'm cool with what's going on in here. And you welcomed us in to a lot of aspects of who you are, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And it just seems like the more and more confident you get in that, the more bold you get with what you say, what you do, what you do with your look. I just think it's dope. I I actually also just think, you know, just aesthetically, your hair is beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. I think so too, which was not something I could say for 20 plus years. I love it. And it's, you know, it's, created a space for me to start to love myself more. That's dope, man. Yeah. And there's so much about you to love, you know, you know, one of my favorite things you just said was, I love it too. Like we really, really do have to get in the habit of self-affirmation. We are so fast to like dole out compliments to strangers, Mm -hmm. to our girlfriends. Oh my God, you're beautiful. Oh my gosh, woman on the plane, you're stunning. (laughs) But don't, don't use up all your compliments on other people. You, you need to take a minute to like, look yourself in the mirror and be like, you know what? You are dope. I told myself today, I looked in the mirror. I was like, damn, you strong. Yeah. You strong. Sis, you are strong. You are really in a space where you stronger than I thought you were. And I like me. Yeah. If I wasn't me, I would want to be friends with me. (laughs) I'm serious. And I'm like, man, what higher compliment can you pay to yourself? Absolutely. You're like, if that wasn't my hair, I would be like, damn, your hair is cute. That's what you would say about your hair today, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. <laughs> it's cute. You. Yeah. I want to hear your self-affirmation though. Yeah. That's not about, that isn't about your hair. Ooh, okay. You know, ironically enough, I was, I had some tender emotions over the weekend. Oh, okay. And um, I was uh, looking through my journal and I had forgotten that I had written this love letter to myself. <gasps> A year ago. <laughs> oh, Ashley. Yeah. I am a good person. I'm a good friend. I'm a good daughter. I create spaces for folks to feel comfortable and, and open. I'm a good mentor. I'm a good writer. Mm. And I'm good at my job. And what I also wrote was that I am beautiful and I'm deserving of love, even though I don't always feel it. I know that I am. That's what's up. I like that. Mm-hmm. I feel good to hear out loud, huh? Yeah. Yeah. A little, yeah. a little weird, but yeah. <laughs> Good at editing podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what's up. That's yeah. what's up, man. That's what's up. You know, you got homework if you're listening to this and your homework is today, give yourself some self-affirmation, step outside of yourself. Look at you like you are a person that you are admiring from the outside and pay yourself those compliments that you give 
out so freely to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Lay them on thick and see how that feels. And I, and I like that you said it out loud because it does feel different to say it out loud than to put Definitely. it in written form. Yeah. Which is why I hazed you and was like, say it. <laughs> <laughs> Such a big sis. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Such a big sis. Well, I love you. And um, I, I love, love this story. And I, I do think that, you know, there's so many stories within stories of the journey of a black woman and her hair and a lot of women and a lot of men and a lot of non-binary people with their hair. Mm-hmm. And it never gets old. Yes. It never gets old. So you just, if you decide in about three months, you're like, today, the what is growth? We're going to talk about my hair. We're going to talk about her again. <laughs> All right, sis. That wraps up this week's episode of the Human Doctor Podcast. Special thanks to our favorite brother gastroenterologist, Dr. Chuma Obiname for the beats. Shout out to the Dr. Ashley McMullen for editing and production. Mad love to our podcast family at The Nocturnist and The Clinical Problem Solvers, our med Twitter fam. And especially shout out to all of you, our listeners. Until next week, remember, we see you and you are enough. Holla. Holla.